What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 161 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Wednesday, December 13th, 2023, where today we are doing behind enemy lines, as you can see by the presence of our good friend Antoine Saley in the box below. Antoine, Two days doing? after the wake of the Dolphins' loss that collapsed the season. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we talk Jets and Dolphins-Jets rematch and I don't think we need to revisit the Dolphins Monday night collapse. We'll look, maybe we'll look back at the Black Friday game. However, number 61 is going to be a shout out to Roy Foster, first round pick of the Dolphins in 1982, a guard out of USC. Started nine years for the Dolphins, made a couple of Pro Bowls, was the starting one of the starting guards when the Dolphins went to the Pro Bowl in that 1984 season. Last time they had the number one seed. And one final note on Roy Foster. I just saw that today. I, uh, I didn't. It's not something that I knew, but it's really cool. Only player to block for Dan Marino, Joe Montana, and Steve Young. Oh wow! He, he finished his career with the 49ers. So, shout out to Roy Foster. That might be the only man whose opinion I'll ever respect about who's the greatest quarterback. There you go. Then we, that, we because, I mean, that. he's he's played with three. Probably at all different stages of his career, but I mean, you you play with three of the contenders. Uh, he played, I think, toward the end of Montana's career. He played in the prime of Marino's career, and he played in the prime of Steve Young's career. So uh, he might be skewed there on Montana, maybe a little bit. But uh, anyway, he, obviously, he would have an interesting perspective. We are back to the present: Dolphins Jets rematch, and all of a sudden, this game, as I stated earlier on the podcast, a little bit more intriguing than it might have been a week ago before Zach Wilson actually played like an NFL quarterback again, or sorry, resembled anything close to the second overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, for sure, man. He, he, I mean, that's the best game he ever played. I mean, threw three touchdowns there. Uh, looked like, um, I mean, he was just doing a lot of good off-schedule stuff too as well. So, I mean, he was uh, as confident and as, as uh accurate as I had seen him like ever in his career. So it's definitely, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. See if he can do that once again. It was sort of like the Kansas City game. He did that too. I thought he did a really good job against the Chiefs as well. But, you know, he wasn't able to duplicate that right after that. So it'll be interesting to see can he keep continuing this momentum unlike he was able to do against Kansas City. I wanted to ask you this question, Antoine, because uh, a lot of people were high on Kyle, uh, on Kyle during the draft. Are his issues fixable in your opinion? Oh, uh, you know, you mean Zach? Zach, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was looking at you. I was like, how? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, he Kyle needed to go to Zach a Wilson, same thing. Yeah, I thought, you know, him going to a team where it had a first year head coach and also a first year offensive coordinator at the time, and, and uh, Mike LaFleur, I thought was, you know, a detriment to him because, I mean, you have all these guys that are learning on the fly. And then you needed somebody that he needed to go somewhere that had a lot of experience. And then that just wasn't the case. And I think, you know, now they're trying to play catch up. They also, you know, handing him the keys to the car when 
I don't think he necessarily earned it. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, they just told him like, okay, you're the starting quarterback from day one. You know, just go try to win us some games. But you know, you look at all around these other rookie quarterbacks around the league. You know, even C.J. Stroud, I thought he had to earn his starting job too. Bryce Young as well, even though he's struggling right now too. But you know, I think you know they are fixable, but it's going to have to come. For, it's going to be a really good quarterback coach in order to do it. Like I think he's going to have to go somewhere else and try to re- uh, buy, uh, re- revive his career. My, my question, not having seen the game, and I think you mentioned something, did some plays off schedule. Was the pass pro like NFL level or was it what we yeah. saw against the Dolphins and then he just did a lot on, on his own? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I thought it was just definitely um, a lot of uh, off schedule stuff. There's a lot of accuracy, too. I mean, he just didn't. I mean, he's to the point now like he has nothing to lose. Like, and you, as you guys know, when you're playing, you have a player that has nothing to lose. He's like, yeah, I'm, what, what's going to worst can happen to me? Get benched again? I mean, he's already been benched like three times in the last year. So he's going out there playing loose, trying to have fun. And I think it resembles like how he was as a rookie, whereas he's probably going to, it's going to times he's going to make mistakes too. But also, you know, he's going to go out there and just, you know, chuck the ball, try to chuck the ball all over the place as well. So you're going to get some good games, kind of like you did against Houston. You're also going to get some games where, you know, he's probably going to throw one or two interceptions as well. You just have to hope through the last four of your Jets that he minimizes the uh, mistakes that he had. He did. He is, you know, he, I think he does lead the league in fumbles, or at least he's up there in terms of that as well. So if you're the Dolphins, I think the game plan is to try to get to him and hopefully like, he has pop issues once again, holding on to the football. Want to ask you a little bit about the run game. Um, Brees Hall has 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 had a relatively successful season when you have no pass game you, you and you're still able to gain yards um i look at that as success um how much of a threat do you think that the run game would could be for the dolphins who have had success containing every running back they faced except for probably the season opener um yesterday last last this week they had a, a relatively good easy time uh containing derrick henry do you think that the jets could sustain a rushing attack against miami I mean, it's going to be up to can Zach, you know, have another game like how he did. If he can, then I definitely think you kind of saw against the Texans, the running game started to open up, especially in the second half where Brees and also uh, Dalvin Cook at times were finding holes as well. But, you know, if they're not, then I think you're going to kind of see what you saw against the Dolphins on Black Friday and other teams as well, where teams are stacking the box with eight or nine guys up there. And then they don't respect the passing game. So it's going to be up to Zach to be able to keep them honest and get the ball down the field and, you know, be accurate because otherwise the teams are going to continue to just to load the box and Brees Hall is going to have a tough go at it. I think what's also helping Brees is being a factor in the passing game. I think, you know, being a safety valve for Zach Wilson where, you know, if things get tough or a crash rush comes, you know, he can just dump it off the Brees and Brees can, you know, do his thing in the passing game and get you 10 or 15 yards too as well. Mm-hmm. 52 um, receptions for Brees Hall, which is a, a hell of a lot of catches for a back. Exactly, exactly. So really look at the rushing yards. It's not a whole lot, but, you know, you have to provide context with that too as well. But he is having a, you know, fantastic year, I think, when you're adding in the all-purpose yards. Not that it matters all that much right now, but I'm dying of curiosity. What's your take on the whole Zach Wilson supposedly telling Salah, no, I don't want to get back in there? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think the hesitation was like a lot of people just – blamed him for the offense and like how it was. I mean, he started after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, he started, you know, nine games for the Jets too. And offensively, they just 
they weren't very good. I mean, they up till last week, they only scored 10 touchdowns in 12 games offensively. And then last week, they just went on a you know, rampage and scoring three offensive touchdowns, which was the most you know, all season long. The other time they had the other scored two were against the in the loss against the Chiefs. So I just don't think he, I think one, it was probably like he didn't want to get to be the victim and be blamed for if the Jets ended up struggling once again. And two, also, I think, you know, it, it seems like the writing's on the wall where I think these, both of them are going to part ways after the end of the season simply because the Jets have to decide whether they're going to pick up his $23 million option. That's highly unlikely unless something crazy were to happen. I just can't see that, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming back too as well. And then in that case, do you keep him another year, especially considering what has transpired the first three years, or do you go out, either get a veteran, maybe like a Ryan Tannehill, who we all know, or somebody <laughs> <laughs> or draft somebody as well. You could do both too as well. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since we're talking about Ryan Tannehill, and, and obviously we know that that Aaron Rodgers probably wants to continue playing and will continue playing with the Jets. But if Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback for this New York Jets team, how many wins do you think that they have right now? Probably about seven, I would probably say. I think they I think they would have had seven wins. So yeah, they would be in the midst for the playoffs. I don't know if they would be a playoff team, but they would def- they would certainly have probably about two more wins. They could have beat the Falcons. And they might have got another win outside of that too, maybe the Raiders or something like that too as well. Or if they just kept Joe Flacco, another one. Yeah, from what I understand, uh, not everybody on the, in the building was on board with that. What I've been told, so like Solid loves Robert Solid loves Joe Flacco, but not everybody was on board bringing him back, especially the way the season ended last year. If you remember the game against Miami, the eleven six game where Oof. it was just a struggle. That's one of the worst games I've ever seen. So I think after that, people were not necessarily on board of bringing Flacco back. Go ahead, Poop. No, I was going to say it was a butt-ugly game. It was good for the Dolphins because it got them in the playoffs. But in terms of, of aesthetics, whoo! Yeah, that was – Stink bomb. That was, that was terrible. That was – that was <laughs> that was what – I've watched some bad football. That was – that might erase up at the top. Mm. This segment is brought to you by You Break Wheel Fix, which is a sponsor behind Enemy Lines. You Break Wheel Fix is a complete wheel repair and finishing solutions located in North Miami. Over 25 years of experience repairing damaged wheels from cracks and bends, along with any type of refinishing job. They do also do custom wheels and brakes, customizing your colors. If you're interested in getting your car pimped out, call Mark at 305-748-0112. Or check them out on social media at You Break Wheel Fix. You at Break Wheel Fix. Sounds spelled just as it sounds. Let, let's talk a little bit about this Jets defense because they had a effort where it seemed to me the last time they played the Dolphins on Black Friday that the Jets defense quit. They were just like, we're not doing anything. We're not moving the ball with this quarterback. We can't sustain this much longer. Uh, We're taking our foot off the gas. Is that something that you agree with, Antoine, or do you feel like they just really got overmatched by Miami? I thought they got tired. That's basically what it is. Well, you got these 300-pound guys, and they're trying to stop the run, and the offense is going three and out, three and out, three and out. And then the Dolphins just decided to pound them with the run. I mean, you're going to get tired. Naturally, that's what it is. And it's been a long year. And it was a short week, by the way. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily a typical, you know, Sunday to Sunday game. And it went from Sunday to playing on Friday. So 
naturally in that situation, they're going to get tired. I don't know if they necessarily quit. I just think that, you know, one, the Dolphins have, I think the Dolphins run the ball really well. That's why I didn't, you know, we didn't, me and you, Omar, kind of talked about this um, in a previous podcast. That's why I think they need to run the ball a little bit more, like be efficient there. I think they are a physical team, but I, like, I think the, you know, aesthetics of it, I think people just think they're a finesse team because they like to throw the ball a lot. But yeah, people, people, they are people a, who are on their podcast. Who, who? Yeah. But yeah, I think they are. I think they can be a physical team. I think they need to be, especially considering right now their offensive line issues. Like, this is a perfect situation. The Jets, I think, are 29th in rushing defense coming into this game. You, you have to be able to run the football effectively, take some pressure off, too. I know whether Tyreek plays or not, I think that's the best course for them to win. But, yeah, I think <clears throat> the answer to your question, excuse me, I think the Jets defense really got tired. And, you know, I think the perception is they did quit. But I just think that, you know, when your your offense is not doing anything, what, do you, what else do you want them to do, especially considering they've been – you know, carrying a heavy load all year. But yeah. I think I, I would make the argument, Antoine, that that ranking of the Jets' run defense is very misleading because what happened to them against the Dolphins has happened before as well, where the defense wears down from being back, being put back on the field time and time again because of the three and outs. And then at some point, teams just also don't have to take many chances against that top gun offense and then just can just focus on running the ball. Um, and now if you're not – sorry? You're not wrong. You're not wrong to the state. I think a lot of it is also the explosive plays that they've given up in the running game where you talk about – I think losing Al Woods was a big blow. I mean, when you have a guy that's 350 pounds, that's really your big-time run stopper, and you don't have that because he tore his Achilles, it hurts. It hurts. And I definitely think, you know, the past defense has been excellent for the Jets. You know, you see the numbers, but – they have not allowed a 300-yard passer in 31 games, which is, I think, second in the league. The Saints have number one right now at 30-something, too. But, you know, I definitely think it's really the explosive place that's really gotten the Jets, you know, and reason why they're 29th in rush defense right now. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 did Woods get hurt at uh, MetLife? Yeah. That yeah, damn against turf, the Giants. That damn turf, which obviously, as we know, got the jail. Yeah, turf. three Achilles injuries that happened on that field. Aaron Rodgers. Al Woods, Jalen Phillips. Mm, that 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 that's troubling right there. Um, where you, you talk about their secondary, do you feel like the challenges are different for this Jets secondary if Tyreek doesn't play? I mean, obviously Tyreek is the most dangerous weapon in the NFL. How does that change? I mean, clearly the Jets are probably going to prepare for Tyreek, but if he's not in the game, how does that change your game plan? Oh, it's huge because, I mean, Tyreek was having success against the Jets Jet secondary the first time. I mean, you know, as good as South Gardner and DJ Reed are, I mean, they were getting beat occasionally by Tyreek Hill. Just because, I mean, he has that level, top level of speed that you're just not accustomed to seeing on a regular basis. And no matter how good you are, it's going to be times where you get beat. So without <laughs> he's not out there, I mean, it changes your whole game plan because now you're going to shift your attention probably more to Jalen Waddle and then just say, you know what? Have, if the other guys beat us, then, you know, so be it. But, you know, we're not going to let this guy beat us um, regularly because he has he also has a, you know, a different dyna- dynamic of speed, too. And then you only have one, you know, person to worry about as opposed to having two dynamic playmakers at the wide receiver position. So I definitely think it'll be huge, especially considering how good the Jets secondary is with Gardner and Reed and Michael Carter II, who I think is very underrated as a slot corner in this league. 
Are you did Zach Wilson make you enough of a believer to make you think the Jets could give the Dolphins a lot of problems on Sunday? I think I mean I think their defense is gonna keep them in game. So but to answer your question, uh I need to see it. I need to see it more. You just saw it last game. week. What you talking about? You're a hater. You're a Zach, you're a Zach Wilson hater. Admit it on Twitter. You, you just saw it last week. <laughs> I need to see it again. I need to see it again. But I think this sets up for a type of game that's going to be similar like the Raiders game. I think it's going to be like a 2013 game, somewhere around there. It's going to be low scoring, especially if Tyreek doesn't play. I think the Dolphins, if they're going to pull it out, it's going to have to be by the, you know, running the ball. And then also their defense is going to have to play a lot better and force some turnovers there. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I seen it last week against the Texans, but it's been few and far between in Zach Wilson's career. So until he does it again in back-to-back weeks, you know, I'm not necessarily a believer as of now. But you've been covering this division long enough, Antoine. You know the two that all teams are familiar with one another. They probably don't even need the game plan and practice because they know what each other does. They know each other's mantra mo. Um, you don't think that the Jets will get up to ruin Miami season? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why I think it's going to be a close game. Like I think, especially considering what happened on Sunday. But yeah, I, de- I mean, on Monday night with the Dolphins. But yeah, I definitely think uh, this. I mean, they're trying to play spoiler. I mean, technically the Jets are, aren't eliminated, but it will take a lot for them to make the playoffs. But you know, last year they they wanted to play spoiler. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, week eighteen, you know, for them to get an opp- another opportunity to do that, you know, I'm sure they would want to get up and you know they don't want to go zero and two in the division. We talked. I talked to Solomon Solomon Thomas yesterday. Also, Jermaine Johnson. You know, they 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 hate going 0 and 2 against divisional opponents too. They know, you know, Dolphins don't like them. They don't they don't like the Dolphins. You know, it's a lot of beef there. But yeah, this is, is a big there, game. Just yeah. <laughs> it's is a lot there. I mean, I grew up in the in the uh Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, Byron Brian different Conley. type of beef than that. Yeah, different yeah, type I of mean, beef than that. Do we really have beef in the division anymore? Not like that. Not like that, no. If you're compared to that, then no. Like, but this is totally different. I mean, you see each other all the time. I mean, and then quite frankly, a lot of Jets players live down there in the offseason. So, I mean, they see each other all the time. I mean, they they don't want to go 0-2 to somebody. And then you have to see each other, you know, in the offseason, and you know they're going to be bragging about it and everything like that too. So, yeah, it's it's big for those uh, kind of bragging purposes. Omar? Poop? No. uh, With with, with the – receiver unit that Miami has any fear factor with Braxton Berrios because obviously somebody's going to have to step up there's the cast of Cedric Wilson Braxton Berrios uh you've seen Braxton any any fear injected into your heart about what Braxton Berrios can do to that Jets secondary uh not in mine but I think um in Jets fans yeah I mean because we've seen it before where guys that leave the Jets they come back and they end up having these monster games against you know, needs revenge type games. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely, this could be a game where, like I said, again, low scoring, but, you know, have Braxton Barrios, you know, get the return and then take it to the house for a touchdown potentially, or, you know, some kind of, you know, end around play or, you know, special play that Mike McDaniel might have. But yeah, I definitely could see him, you know, getting involved type early, uh, especially against, you know, the Jets defense, which, you know, the, again, the pass defense is one of the best in the league. And, you know, in order for them to for you to have success against them, you're gonna have to do some different things. Otherwise, if you just go out there and just try to chuck it all over the place, especially considering the state of the offensive line, as we talked about, 
it could be a long day for two, especially against a guy like Quentin Williams, who's going to be right over the center. You know, he, he's looking, he's licking his chops, you know, trying, you know, trying to get to his former teammate at Alabama. Licking his chops at, at, at Liam Eichenberg, uh, Eichenberg handling the center position. Uh, that That's definitely going to be an interesting matchup, uh, probably the biggest matchup of the game. But I, I wanted to ask you about another revenge opportunity, Robbie Chosen. And, and Poop is going to be like, what? Why are we talking about Robbie Chosen? Former <laughs> Jets player. I have argued and continue to argue, and Poop thinks I'm crazy, but I think Robbie Chosen is here because he's the only player who can replicate what Miami's offense does when they have Tyreek and uh, and and, and Jalen Waddle on the field in terms of the speed. Uh, how dangerous do you think Robbie Chosen, if activated, could be to the Jets secondary? Well, he has speed. So anytime you have a guy, every guy that has speed like that, obviously not obviously not as good as Tyree, but he has like top level speed. Is something you have to, you know, take into account for too. And you know, again, having him on the opposite side or maybe at the same side at times as Waddle, you know, you could definitely confuse the defense there, and you know, be some misassignments and things, blowing coverages, and then all it takes is one time, and then you get you get a guy like Robbie out there, you know, deep in the secondary. And I think the Jets secondary, as good as the cornerbacks are, their safeties are are a little bit. Hit or miss. Jordan Whitehead has missed some tackles, missed some plays there. Tony Adams is still young in his career there too, as well, still learning. So if you can get you can get past their cornerbacks and then go deep against this, get one on one with their safeties, you know that's game over there. And I think for they two would be able to take advantage of that and get a long touchdown. See, poop. I told you. Look at look at that. Robbie Chosen can be a different man. <laughs> we will see that. I'm not. I'm not saying like he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna go for like. You know, seven catches for 150 yards, but I definitely think he he could score a touchdown. He could get a uh, he could blow the top off the defense there. Sure, and I'm sure you didn't contact Antoine before the podcast and go listen. I'm going to ask you about Robbie Chosen. Say some nice things about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, there's only one. Re- I keep telling you, poop. There's only one reason Robbie Chosen is still around for the fear of what happens if one of those two guys get hurt because you can't change your entire offense. You saw what it looked like when they had to change their entire offense mid-game okay well at least now you have a game plan if you're gonna be you have you're gonna have to have a game plan if you're gonna be playing without Tyreek and here's the thing too like yeah you got wide receivers that are home run hitters oh I think Antoine just froze on us see it's not just you has bad internet Omar oh man (laughs) like a base baseball analogy Okay, like, we, we missed you in that whole baseball analogy. You yeah, I was saying you got single hitters, double hitters, and home run hitters. And Robbie Anderson is solely a home run hitter. So I definitely think that's kind of why he's there in Miami. See? Yeah, but you can't see it to me. I, 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 Omar, I mean, let's be honest. Even, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and and there is some validity to that. But you lose Tyreek, and there's – it's it kind of – you have to kind of change. We kind saw of that. You we saw that on Monday. Yeah, I mean, well, it's more difficult if it happens during the game, where where your game plan's already set around him, and that's what you're going to do with if they know he's not playing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna suspect if he's not playing, they already know if he's not playing. Uh, chances are we we're not we may not find out until Friday or Saturday or even game day, but I think they know and their game plan is going to be based accordingly. To me, maybe the biggest matchup in this game is on the other side of the ball and whether the Jets offensive line can prevent the Dolphin pass rush from dominating the game the way it did on Black Friday. How, how many yeah. backups y'all got on your line now, Antoine? 
Uh, I, I got I got count, but um, this is this will be this is eleventh straight. This eleventh like different combination, and like this will be the fifteenth game. So yeah, yeah I mean, you know, and considering the success that Zach Wilson had against Houston on Sunday, that was proven. And Zach Wilson, it can be done having success offensively it, with backup backups on the offensive line. Am I right, Omar? You you ha- you had to piss off two anon, didn't you? You had <laughs> you had to just lay that at the altar for two anon to come after you and say, look, Zach Wilson did it. Uh <laughs> but yeah to answer your question, you have three backups on the line. Like although I, I, I say Joe Tippett is more a center, I mean more of a starter now at this point because Connor McGovern's out for the year and Joe Tippett's gonna be their center moving forward. So yeah I, I really is like two like two backups. Well, then it's not the same thing. So now the excuse is valid again. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, both of these teams have been tortured on the offensive line. I think more than anybody else in the league. Everybody in the NFL has been tortured on the offensive line. Not like these two teams though. Not like, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, it's these two like lead the league and combinate different combinations. Mm -hmm. What's the status of our, of our former dolphin, Billy Turner is the, Anywhere near playing again or no? He, you might see him. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know Max Mitchell wasn't really effective last week, but That's yeah, you good. don't, you don't want to see Billy Turner out there. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it to you like that. Yeah, you know. In, yeah. in what sense? In what sense? He's done? No, you just, he just hasn't been effective. That's probably Maybe the nicest worse way to Max put Mitchell it. wasn't in that first matchup. Dolphin no, he, he, had, he wasn't effective last week either, like Max Mitchell. But I mean, that's you got to put somebody there, right tackle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah. It's either him or Billy Turner at this point. Damn, I like Billy Turner too. Uh, but I, I get it. Sometimes, sometimes you get cooked. You stay in yeah, the uh, Yeah, we were covering it. Well, I was covering the team when they drafted him. So I mean, I'm surprised he's still in the league. To be quite honest, which he's lasted a long time. Like mm-hmm. to be quite honest, which I didn't. When he left Miami when Gates cut him in 16. I was thinking, yeah, he, he may not last much longer. But he, he had actually turned out a solid career at this point. Yeah, I thought he I, I thought he was the one player during that Gase era that didn't deserve to be cut. Because I remember he was forced to play left tackle, a position he never yes. played in that game. And then he gets cut the next week. Come on, brother. Like, uh, he, he was actually salvage, the one salvageable piece. You know how I felt about Dallas Thomas. You, you could, yes, you, I do. You, you, you could have <laughs> chucked that guy like two years prior to that. Um, but but Billy Turner, he, got, he caught a stray, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he was just trying to – Gates was just trying to send a message. That's what I think it was. It, message worked, clearly, because yeah. that was the birth of the unicorn after that. Exactly. Like, they went 10-6, and six, made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, Jameel Douglas is still in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. I think he might be on somebody's practice squad. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he, he lasted a while on people's practice squad and bouncing on and off. But I, I think his days in the NFL are done. Poop is going to check yeah. it now. Oh, I am going to check while you guys continue chatting. Robert Sala. Obviously, we had the embarrassment of of a text exchange being shared publicly, which is just beyond acceptable when you're in when you're in the media. You 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 just don't cross those lines because you're impacting everybody. Um, but do you think he survives this season? Yeah, I think he gets a mulligan. Like I'm pretty like I've talked to people. Like the plan is unless something you know, crazy happens in the last four games. Like, he, he'll he get a mulligan for this year simply because Aaron got hurt and uh, the team just hadn't been the same. And the players like him. The players really do, no matter, you know, what's happened the last three years, like, and he has a losing record. The players really respond to him. The defense has been phenomenal. 
we'll see how he is as a head coach, like in the, in the end, but you know, the players do like him, and I think the organization really does like him. It's just about trying to get the quarterback position with Aaron right. But yeah, I think, you know, for what I understand, he'll get a mulligan. And then, but next year, they got to win. They not only do they have to make the playoffs, they might have to win a playoff game in order for him to save his job because otherwise, not only him, he might be fired, but they might clean, totally clean house. And then that might also force Aaron Rodgers to retire in that point too. So yeah, they have to, they have to get it done. They have to be a contender next year or otherwise, you know, it's going to be wholesale changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Confirmation. Jameel Douglas was waived by the giants at the end of training camp in 2022 and has not been signed since. So where's my, there there it is. I get a mint now every time I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) There you Um, go. Yeah. I didn't think I heard his name for a while either. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was he was cooked. He was cooked back then. Um, well, Antoine, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you continuing to uh, do great work there for the New York Daily News. Um, and then you've also got a podcast. I actually joined your podcast on the Believe Network. What's the name of the podcast, Antoine? Back Page Breakdown. Back Page Breakdown. How, how often do you go? Once a week? Twice a week? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So Tuesdays we'll have and all, No game all recap. Yeah, I, sometimes depending on where I am, like like home games, I do a recap. Away games a little bit, you know, trickier. But I made man, one. you can make it happen in the hotel, Antoine. Come on now, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> you, you can make, uh, what you run in the streets after the game? What's going on? It depends, it depends on where I am. I got. I probably, you. I probably will be one in the streets this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one place in Miami that you look for to go? Oh, I know you. You probably flying to Fort Lauderdale. I know you're a Fort Lauderdale guy. Yeah. What's yeah, one place in South Florida you look forward to coming back to? Please don't right, say no. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to, does Tissy's count? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're in the back room getting some wings, it does. Exactly. Like, they got good wings, too. Like, you don't want to turn me over their wings. I don't know. People play like they don't have good food at Tootsie's. Nah, their wings are good, though. Like, seriously. Absolutely. They got got some of the best wings in South Florida. I I would put them right up there with any wing spot. Tootsie's wings are phenomenal. And the seafood rice. I've gotten the goat food from there, like, after games. I I have as well. I have as well. Yeah, it's it's convenient. It's right there. So I might as well, like, pick it up and go, go to the crib. Uh, Antoine Poop has no idea of anything we speak of. A whole oh, I, I, the whole I, I, life. Omar, just because I don't say anything doesn't mean I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I gotta yeah. say is seafood rice. You know where I'm. You know where I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, Antoine, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining all dolphins. All dolphins podcast. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by You Break Wheel Fix, where you can get all of your real real repair. Um, and customization work done, just call Mark at 305-748-0112. And we will be back tomorrow for another episode of All Dolphins Podcast, breaking down the first practice of the week.